Desert Mothers from the fourth century wrote this. She wrote, there is immense labor and strife for the sinner who turns to God. But then afterwards, there is unspeakable joy. She continues and she says, if you are trying to light a fire, before you succeed, you get smothered in smoke, which will irritate and bring tears to your eyes. But it is written that our God is a consuming fire. Therefore, it is fitting that the divine fire should be lit in ourselves with tears and hard work. And so I think this quote from this mother is one that appropriately describes the season of Lent. Because each year, Lent asks us to embrace a spiritual gravity, a a downward spiral of our souls. To turn from sinfulness and to turn from our self-sufficiency. And so as we turn, we are humbled. And our hearts then begin this long 40-day preparation for the passion and for the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. One Eastern Orthodox theologian describes Lent as a bright sadness because each element of this bright sadness is laden with meaning. So we begin today on Ash Wednesday with an imposition of ashes, reminding us that we are simply dust, and to dust we will return. And both dust and ashes are elements that symbolize the two major themes that are at the heart of the season of Lent. One being our creaturely mortality, and the other being our moral culpability. Lent reminds us that we are finite creatures, but we are also sinful creatures. And because of both, we are each destined to die. Paul tells the Romans, he says, the wages of sin is death. But also because of both, Lent reminds us to humble ourselves before God who created us because he is the only one who can redeem us. That same verse in the book of Romans, Paul says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So therefore the dust speaks to our bodily dependence upon God and the ash speaks to our repentance. And these two elements, dust and ash, remind us that we observe or we participate in Lent. We do not celebrate Lent. And the reason behind this distinction is very simple. These weeks, uh, during these weeks, we become even more mindful of the sinfulness that separates us from God. And we become mindful that our sinfulness is what nailed Christ to the cross. So this is why Lent is considered a bright sadness. Because we lament the sadness of the death of Christ, but we also remember that by his death and by his resurrection, he has secured for us forgiveness and eternal life. Lent is very sobering, but Lent leads to Easter. Most of us know this, but even the word Lent is laden with meaning, but it also speaks to our participation within the season. The word Lent is an old Saxon word that originally means or meant to lengthen, which is used to remind us of the coming of spring. So as we observe, as we participate in Lent, we are aware that the days themselves are lengthening along with the signs of new life that begin to appear with the coming of spring. 
or to speak of this spiritually, it reminds us of the signs of new life that are appearing, that are appearing with the coming of resurrection morning. Also, as we observe or we participate in Lent, we should think of it as yet another means by which we are able to identify with the Lord Jesus. Not only at the beginning of his public ministry, but also near the end. This season begins with Jesus in the desert. He spends 40 days alone in fasting and in prayer and in contemplation and reflection, as well as discerning the will of the Father before he is tempted by the enemy. And then the season continues upon the road to Jerusalem as Christ himself progresses towards the cross and towards the ultimate defeat of the enemy. And as Jesus entered the desert, he was very keenly aware of his baptism and the calling that it placed upon him. And so as we observe Lent, as we participate in Lent, we too are called to identify with Christ by reaffirming and remembering our own baptismal promises to renounce sin and Satan and the power of evil, but to also rest in the grace of the Father and to trust in Christ as our Savior and to follow him as our Lord. And so while we may not literally retreat into a desert as Christ did, as we observe Lent, we begin to undertake certain biblical spiritual disciplines such as fasting and prayer and contemplation and acts of service, all for the purpose of identifying us with Christ. By fasting, we deny ourselves, whether that be a food or for some of us maybe some other modern amenity or comfort, in order to draw us more into a posture of repentance and contemplation. And while there is no Lent without the fact of practice of fasting. Fasting for the sake of fasting is not the goal of Lent. The goal of Lent is to identify with Christ. Now, biblically, fasting is usually always linked with the practice of prayer, as well as contemplation upon the Word of God. So consider how combining these practices help us to make space for God in our hearts, but also within our very busy lives. Combining fasting with prayer weans us from our preoccupations. But it also helps us to actually listen to God as he's trying to speak to us. Again, we're reminded that in this that we observe and we participate in Lent. This is not a celebration. So consider how very practically, instead of working an extra hour, we can convert a skipped meal into a time of prayer and of contemplation to identify with Christ. And speaking of contemplation or meditation upon God's word, think of contemplation like steeping a cup of tea. Right? So to get all the flavor out of the tea, you want to steep it for as long as you can. And you can notice the change in the water the longer that the tea bag sits in the water. And when we fast during Lent and as we read and we contemplate and we steep ourselves in the scriptures, we identify with Christ in a very tangible way. And so by contemplating upon Scripture, we are able to know Christ and the power of his resurrection, but to also share with him in his sufferings and to become more like him in his death. And finally, we can also take up the Lenten practice of service, which traditionally and historically has been known as almsgiving, which literally means 
giving to others. And while there has always been a monetary understanding to this practice, considering it in light of service can also help us to identify with Christ during the Lenten season. So here in Jackson, we have multiple organizations that will gladly accept volunteers to help those who are in need. But service can also include serving in the local church in a more meaningful way during this 40-day season. But again, the goal here is not to take on these practices for the sake of the practices themselves. The goal is to identify with Christ and to remember that we show mercy because the Lord has shown mercy towards us. In these practices, we, in our turning away from our sin and toward God, we are able to plunge headfirst into the paradox that is the Christian gospel, which is the gospel of the cross, while at the same time being the gospel of the empty tomb. And these truths are frankly simply too profound to try to take in over the course of one weekend between Good Friday and Easter Sunday. And so Lent is a season that helps us to prepare. Even more so, Lent allows us to enter into the power of Easter more deeply. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. This holds the wisdom of Lent. And so to acknowledge our sin and mortality, but to also acknowledge that our only hope is to turn to God who has turned to us in mercy in the person of Christ the Lord. And so thus says the Lord through the prophet Joel, he says, Yet even now, says Yahweh, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to Yahweh your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love.